Welcome back to Outer Travel Inner Journey. My name is Alexandra and on my show today again is Gary O'Toole from Ireland. He's a Vedic astrologer who recently published his first book or is about in the process to publish it. Now help me with the name, Gary. Second book. Second book. <laughs> Second book, actually, yes. Jesus, I should read my script better. Okay. Tell <laughs> no, us about good. tell us about your books, Gary, for a moment. Well, actually, yeah, the first book, I probably should go grab it, but this is the new book, Timeline yes. Astrology. Yes. Um, this is about timing techniques from India. Ah. Simply. Wow. Yeah. And the first book was about what? First book, I can go grab it. It was called Cosmic, Cosmic Bod Bodies. The oh. Ayurvedic Astrology Guide to Health and Well-Being. Oh, how come that passed by me? I'm not sure. It actually passed by me too. <laughs> <laughs> Even though it took me like eight years, to, you know, it took me about five years of writing it, but it was like a few yeah. years before then. It took me so long and I felt like, you know, when you're making bread and it's like you you make bread and, and then that's fine but then you leave it and leave it and redo it and redo it and it it just feels a bit stale for me now yeah so old yeah. i processed it so much yes Whereas this one i wanted to get out as quickly as possible and i wrote it in a year wow and and so what fresh. was so precious <laughs> about this book and what came through you to came into this world <laughs> well this is literally 20 years of astrology study in one place for me Uh, oh. most most of my astrology study in in terms of understanding the timelines the i call them timelines mm -hmm. the cycles that we all experience in life so it's basically a book about how we all go through these cycles yeah phases yeah. yes our, basically yes yeah. yeah it's a it's a tantric con concept isn't it as well as much as a i mean tantra comes it's also part of the vedas i think but it's It's that idea that things are getting born and die all the time. So this is not new. So what is the new angle for you? I mean, and maybe some people don't know this kind of life, life cycle spans, but for somebody who's deeper into the matter, it feels like, okay, yeah, but that's, that's something very obvious, isn't it? It's like winter, summer, you know, all these kind of season stuff. What is it that you want to highlight in that book or highlighting in this book? That's a really exactly. good question. Yeah, mm. because it's like, yeah, most people understand that everyone has seasons in their life. And, you know, there, there's an astrology um, system for looking at that. Like the first year of life is always the moon. Mm -hmm. Everybody. So we have the kind of the same life stages throughout yeah. life. And so the moon, the first year is all about our attachments to our caregiver, like the mother usually. And depending on the moon's position in our horoscope, in our blueprint, how that goes has a big impact on our whole life. Mm. Right? Yes. Yeah. But then the next stage is from the age of one to three, and that's the Mars years. So mm. that's when we start um, looking for our independence from our mother and caregiver. Mm. And it's like we want to enforce our self. Yeah. Start stomping our feet, maybe. And that's the terrible twos. Yeah. So that's that yeah. Mars, that Mars in the chart will show how we go about getting anything we want later in life. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. So there's natural cycles, but then there are also other cycles. There's many, many cycles. Yes. A lot of cycles. Is, is there like, like the astrology signs, the zodiac signs? Is it like the amount of cycles you have or? Yeah. That's also a cycle. Literally, like you were born maybe with a sign rising, but that progresses. Mm -hmm. yeah. each sign 
Um, then there's also where the planets are and how they get triggered in different planetary cycles. Mm. So there's the natural cycles, the stages yeah. of life as we get older, but then there's yeah. also our own cycles based on our chart. Mm. So And so I do have, you know, like I'm very fond of what you write and I have no clue about astrology and still sometimes I have to blow over the whole kind of planet is now, you know, copulating Venus with you know, that, that sense yeah. that sounds so garbled to many of us. And I heard that as a reflection to our last podcast that there is, you know, like there's the parts where some of us feel like we can't follow. And in regards to this book, where would you place it in the, you know, like um, terms of laymen and beginners and advanced people? So I was very ambitious with this one. I wanted to write one that anybody could pick up because of that reason. Mm -hmm. I hate what you just said. Mm -hmm. I mean, I hate the, the part of what you just said that where when I say something and someone can't follow it. I always mm -hmm. hate that in every instance anyway, when someone's explaining something to me and it just doesn't make sense. They're using a yeah. lot of terms yeah. yes. I don't understand. Yeah. So I wanted to write it in that there is a common thread that we all experience in life. And I wanted to write about that. So yeah. the first section of the book, you might just read that one third and get everything you need from that and not go any further. But then I realized it wasn't enough because astrologers are going to read this. Most likely mm -hmm. it's mostly yeah. astrologers and a student, students of yes. astrology. The next section then will go into more of the how you read that, how you break that apart. Yeah. How it's calculated. And it also goes into the patterns in the sky and the stories we tell. Yeah. About those signs. Yes. Right. Not just the 12 sun signs, but the 27 lunar mansions. Yes. All of that. They all have symbolism, mythology, uh, Vedic yes. mythology, and yeah. gods associated. Yeah. It gets more complex as the book goes on. But mm. then it finishes with what most people are more familiar with anyway, and that's the transits. That's yes. the last piece. Actually, it's not the first piece. Most people, when they're reading horoscopes, they'll mm. first read horoscopes. It's all about transits. In fact, mm. that's the very last piece and a very small piece. It's only about that much of the book. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Maybe a bit more. Rest of it is all about cycles. So yes. the transits are just the top layer mm. of what we experience. Yes. Wow. So the first thing that I need to ask you then is... Mm. where is the sense i mean i come back to that question with you again and again uh and i think it's still valid you know where do you see the sense in knowing what you're going through you know with the astrology while it's like almost to me we don't have free will you know we don't have free will and we are kind of guided by the by the planets and we are guided by our beliefs and how we kind of perceive or kind of in in they inform us to how to move on or values and mm. yeah so what is the point in me knowing you know there might be a, a different uh, a difficult phase ahead <laughs> so. i love this question yeah it's a really good question and it's usually the question that comes up when uh when you get this sense of that your life is mapped out in some way Yes. That's obviously mm -hmm. the first question is going to start yeah. thinking about is like, well, why do I want to know? Mm. It's a double-edged sword. Yes. In a way. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, uh, so I'm going to say that first of all, it depends how you use a sword. <laughs> yeah. It could be really yes. dangerous or yeah. it could be like, you know, be yeah. really good. Yeah. But one of the things I would say about it is to know it's like, let's go back. I know it's just a very cliche thing now, but to yeah. go back to the seasons. Yes. It's kind of like if you didn't have your astrology, Mm. it's kind of like you're going through life not knowing what season follows what yeah 
Okay. It's a bit like that. It's a bit like you don't know that summer follows spring and you haven't planned for it at all, or that mm-hmm. winter follows autumn. Okay. You have no clue that that's happening at all, yeah. ever. And you go year on year and you still don't know yeah. that's happening yeah. and you're oblivious to it. And that's kind of what it's like. Yeah. So actually, I look at it differently. I look at it as when you're given your map, first of all, it's just a map. Hmm. It's not the terrain. It's not yes. what's happening. It's just the map. Hmm. Second of all, it doesn't restrict me in any way. And it's the paradox of disciplines, right? Where you hmm. have a discipline that free, frees you, actually. Hmm. And you have a discipline that frees you up to be yourself. Yeah. Actually, what has given me more mm-hmm. than that is freedom to be myself yeah. more. As mm-hmm. I go through these cycles, I don't struggle against what is happening. I can mm-hmm. actually be myself more in that. Mm. Oh, I love it. I love that. Mm. That sense of, you know, self-acceptance and kind of allowing yourself to come into presence as such, you know, like this is where I am and this is not the the phase where i should be looking for love success uh, in a career or whatever and sometimes that's hard for us to um follow you know because when we are like say most of us who would consult with astrologers like you we we are stuck and we are kind of looking for the reason why we're stuck maybe and what's ahead it's almost like the the crystal ball a little bit for some of us you know like that oh is this in the stars for me right now or is it not but at the end of the day a lot of people probably come out and think like but i want success now or i want a husband now or a wife or whatever it is the desire you know and um How can astrology help us in that way? Or how do you feel enveloped in in that uh, as as somebody who almost like coaches people probably in the same way? Hmm. Yeah, that's these questions are great. (laughs) It's so good to get these good questions. So one of the things is it's really complex and there's a lot of layers, right? Mm -hmm. So when you say somebody wants to get married or wants anything, that's on the level of the mind, obviously, Mm -hmm. right? And so there's a cycle that reflects that. But then Mm. there are other cycles that are going on at the same time that might show that there's something blocking that Mm -hmm. at the same time that you want it, that there's something Mm. also blocking it. But Mm. then that cycle will pass. Mm -hmm. And so this time it's easier to get into a relationship, but then Mm. somebody might not want to be in one. Yeah. Yeah. They're they're all working together. Yeah. And so you have to see all the layers together and also then place it in the the stage of life, because there's no point talking about somebody getting married when they're 10 years of age. You know, So it's like you have to look at it in the context of where they are in their life, the cycles that are running at the Mm. same time, all the different layers. Mm. And the the analogy that my teacher, Pearl, Pearl Finn is my teacher Mm. here in Ireland. Yeah. Yeah. She used to use the analogy of the boat on the ocean. Mm-hmm. she has this picture in her house and i included it in the book as well of ganesh sitting on the boat with the holding this you know steering it yeah right with the rudder yeah so the analogy is that the boat is you mm. right? everything that you're packed and brought yeah. with right yeah the the waves are the cycles mm. this is the yeah. main piece yes the, the tide is going to take you somewhere yeah the transits are the winds and if they mm. are either helping you getting where you want to go or yeah. they're pushing against where you want to go. Yeah. And you have to look at it all together to see, are you getting where you want to go easily? Or is it struggle? Yeah. You are going to go where you need to go because the cycles show what's coming up from the depths of the ocean. Actually, mm. what's coming up from the depths of you. Mm. So you're mm. asking for it. On some level, you're making it all happen. Yeah. So it kind of gives us time to reflect on what kind of beliefs we've taken on 
from maybe our environment parents whatever I was thinking about how somebody said to me like you know if you would have wanted to become an accountant this would have been disastrous for you you know and so maybe we can see these wishes that we have as exactly that that we feel like we want something and we can ask ourselves where this want has come from so to move deeper into our true desires is that how I could interpret yeah, it yeah I mean again that's so important because like where do our desires come from in the first yeah. place yeah where do yeah. they come from Gary where do they come from well I mean this is a bit of a, a controversial one right yeah it is <laughs> there's two ways of looking at astrology it's not just looking at the patterns it is that it's like pattern seeking so astrologers are always looking for patterns like what yeah. what is this pattern in the chart and this cycle now yeah the other way from a more energetic point of view like the subtle energetics of it is that the planets are not just planets they're deities and they are communicating with us not mm -hmm. in directly mm -hmm. our mind even mm -hmm. and our, or our energy body or any mm -hmm. of that deeper still into our causal body mm -hmm. our soul yeah it's our soul that has the direct communication yeah and so where do our desires come from they're actually mm -hmm. coming from a deeper imprint that actually lasts yes. for many lifetimes that we bring in and that influences the way we think and then that will then influences the energy to do something or not hmm are we talking about things like um, souls that are being reborn with certain information? Uh, if you want to believe in that, is that what if, you're talking if about? If you want to believe point? in that. Yeah. If you want to and you don't have to believe in it because you actually could just think that it's an imprint in this life and that my past yeah. has led to this and this yeah. will lead to that. And I came across a very good explanation of, you know, at least believing in the imprints not if, if we don't want to think about our soul doing this travel then we could just go the ancestral route for example if we think of who we come from and how many bodies were involved and how many beliefs were involved and at least if, if if you don't you know as a listener don't believe into the rebirth concept think a little bit about like how much we do inherit in as in belief systems as in caution as in how we have to move through society in a certain terrain yeah so mm -hmm. that that is also probably where desires come from for me as well you know on on that human dna design level and beyond the soul hmm. yeah and that's what it is that's what astrology mm. is pointing to because it's also you don't just have your own astrology blueprint you have mm -hmm. your family yes. you have your nation Mm -hmm. right and yes. so depending yeah. on where you live on the planet that's going to mm -hmm. make a big difference to how mm -hmm. you live out your life right yes absolutely and i always love that about your newsletters you know that you you don't do this kind of where you know this magazine astrology as we know it's you know this day is going to be lucky for you and you're going to pick up the love of your life mm -hmm. <laughs> but it's that um the weather of the nation and the weather of the economy and the weather of the, how the world is moving forward mm. so what's ahead of us i mean you already mentioned it in a few newsletters but we might yeah, as well i mean who even, haven't tuned in <laughs> even though i don't I, I do that because i have to for like a newsletter because i'm talking yeah. to everybody i actually it's not my favorite part of astrology okay <laughs> this, this is my favorite part of astrology this yes. is one-to-one -one. yeah it's where astrology mm. comes more accurate because yes. and actually until you actually look at the individual and the individual blueprint you're not going to be accurate yes so when we talk about like mundane events, hmm. world events, I mean, yeah. um, and I do have to write about it a lot and I have got good at it. I think I have got good at making predictions in the world, but 
it's just not my favorite thing because it's not talking to the individual. I'm more interested in individuals. I'm not interested in the world really. (laughs) So, but Mm. in the world, I mean, if you want to get into that, I mean, where do we begin? Like what, what, what's, what area would you like to look at? I mean, I I'm obviously conscious of here been asked that in the past and was labeled a fear mongerer. And that's no longer the case because, well, the gloves are off now. Yeah. Yeah. There's war, there's pandemics and all of that. So I don't think I'll be labeled that anymore. And if I don't say certain things, then Mm. you're like, oh, why didn't you warn us? So it's kind of a catch 22 situation. Okay. So we don't need to talk about it, uh, but we can go back to the, you know, I was just thinking because we're in the age of Aquarius, it's the dawn, it's a new day, you know, that kind of sense of um, these things all have to happen in also for us you know that we might not like the situations we are in um but how do change how does change happen and it happens through that something has to get lost or that you know we are incited to rethink how we've been behaving in the world and yes of course it's an individual thing and some of us are rather looking um to the bigger heads of the world and thinking we are uh, what under their kind of whatever boon or whatever they are not granting us but at the end of the day it's that freedom that we talked about initially you know that we do have to find in ourselves in the self-love and the self-acceptance to accept the tasks we are made here to come into this world and Mm. to to keep course of that so the big question is, but I think, you know, we all know it, it'll, it'll, how long will this last? You know, this, this, how long are we going through rough changes? Is there anything that you'd like to say in like two <laughs> years, three years, you know, like, what are we looking at? Well, if I, to preface this, if I was to say to you in 2019, when I saw what was happening in 2020, and I was giving mm. talks at the time, and I was like, mm. very conscious of how, how will I say these things? Mm. Um if I said to you, oh, we're going to have a, a worldwide pandemic, there'll be a war in Ukraine, it's going to spread into Europe, mm-hmm. you know, et cetera, et cetera, mm-hmm. and all the other disasters, mm-hmm. you probably would have got quite anxious. Yes. Yeah. But here we are. Yeah. <laughs> right. And so we live through things. And so mm-hmm. if I say anything about the future, and that's a tendency of astrology where it's a double-edged mm-hmm. sword, I was mm-hmm. saying, where it's good to know on the one hand, but then you can't not know. Yeah. And then you start living your life in the future was not help, helpful at all, mm. unless mm. you use it for what it's meant for, which is just planning the weather. Yes. Yeah. You know, this is winter, this is spring, this is whatever, yeah. you know, so that's kind yeah. of how, if we look at it like that, there's a few things coming down the line that are not so easy. Mm. And that's not just myself, but there are other astrologers who have predicted this, that this war is going to escalate and it could mm. lead to a world war. Now, when I say mm. world war, it's not going to be like World War One or World War Two. No, it's going to be fought very differently. But there's yeah. this divide, obviously, happening in the world and mm. in the East and West. If you want to just say generally, mm-hmm. NATO and America and mm. Eastern countries, Russia, mm. China, India, and so on, they're already forming, you know, coalitions or whatever. Yes, yeah, that's a big part of the story right now, actually, because Saturn is in a lunar mansion whose story is all about forming alliances. Yeah. Okay. And the theme of this year. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So NATO reforming maybe that alliance and like regrouping, mm. and now, but also on the other side in the east, them forming an alliance, and that's going to lead to this dynamic of this split and this more mm. warlike beyond mm. Ukraine situation, mm. and the knock-on effect that has on the economy, obviously. Mm. Yes, obviously, it's already happening. I mean, we're in the middle of it, and 
we're all hoping for it to end, but that is because we are still not accepting the change to me as well. I mean, it's not like, oh, we accept it and then it's going to go away. That's not what I'm saying here. It's just that we have to, as you say, we, we cannot say it's not going to be winter. You know, we're not sure how difficult winter is going to be. Yes, I can admit to that. Or there might be an idea of how difficult it's going to be, but, it's, you know, you have to prepare for it. You're not run around in your summer clothes so to speak if we talk about weather <laughs> yeah <laughs> or like towards it you know <laughs> right for the economy for example as well like you know you just if you plan for that because people do mm. plan for it and actually make use of that yeah people actually make a lot of money when there's like a recession yeah yeah there is people that are going to work like that or if you have yeah that, to me it's all to be honest and I, I know it's hard to stay positive on that one as you said um, if 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 you know what lies ahead or if you kind of believe in what you do and how you read it but in some forms to me it's the the way for me to listen in and um, make sure that I'm not stuck on all the concepts of how I need to live my life listen yeah mm -hmm. yeah so. and I'm yeah, that's it's, that's really important because it's all it's never the same. I think it was Mark Twain that said history doesn't repeat, but it often rhymes. Mm. So that's why when you say, you know, so that's why you can't say, oh, World War is going to be like World War in the past. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I remember years ago, I was actually it was a yoga class and I it was I was introducing uh, Vedic astrology to the group. And I was just talking about things. I can't remember what it was, and, but I had a chart up. I think it was for America. Hmm. And then I just said glibly, and I just kind of as a passing comment. And, and then hmm. when the words came out of my mouth, I realized how ridiculous that was. But I was looking at the chart and I was reading the chart hmm. and I said, oh, this looks like civil war. Mm -hmm. And everybody laughed. Hmm. I laughed as well. Hmm. Yeah. Ridiculous, like civil war. But here we are. It's mm -hmm. not, maybe you can say that's not a civil war, but it's like a civil war type scenario. So it's not the same. It's not a repeat of the civil war, yeah. Yeah. but it's like it's uh, the same theme. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So think about that when you think about a war. It's like a similar mm. in theme, but not the same. Exactly. And that's um, okay. Can can we talk about fear a little bit? And you know, I mean, I we came. I asked you, but you didn't quite answer it. You know, where do you see your kind of task in this? I said, you know, you're almost coaching. If you have to read a chart for somebody, it's it's a way of how you can translate it, how you will. Mm presented and what is where is the aspect of fear you know what can you leave behind the fear so to speak or how can you get past the fear with people listening to how their life is unfolding not even how the current situation is unfolding in the world yeah well i i'm going to answer that by actually going back to another question that i didn't answer either and that mm -hmm. is or the, not that i didn't answer but the topic you brought up about the age of aquarius yeah we can yes. mix it in with that because yes. what is Aquarius is actually it's not the kind of you know all roses and shiny and everything is wonderful like hippy dippy sort of mm -hmm. it's not at all that it's a very dark sign mm, okay. right so that brings up a lot of fear mm. um, and it's dark because it's ruled by Saturn which yes. literally represents fear in Ayurveda it would be Vata mm -hmm. And it rules also, it is also ruled by the north node of the moon, which is an eclipse, which is called Rahu in India. And it's uh, also Vata, but it, like a deranged yeah. Vata, yeah. like an unreal uh, world. So what we're heading into is an age of unreality in a way, or mm -hmm. hyper-reality. 
mm-hmm. where it's all all online, where it's all this kind of what some people might say is a dystopian future. But and obviously that can bring up a lot of fear. Mm-hmm. The antidote to that, and especially Rahu, which creates these kinds of imaginations and like future projections, even if they're positive, it can create Mm. fear, Mm. right? But then you might say, well, one person's fear is another person's excitement. You know, it's how we label it, right? (laughs) But the thing is, the antidote to that is to be in the present moment, always. Yeah, yeah. Always to come back to the present moment, because it's Mm. actually not real. Yes. Future isn't real. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Even if you predict it. Even if you predict it, it's not real. It's actually, it doesn't exist. Mm. All of these imaginations, all of these projections into the future is not real. And yet that's what Rahu does for us, mm. yeah. collectively and individually. Mm. It kind of gets our minds spinning on what could play out and us overlooking what is really in front of us. Is that how we can make it a little bit? Exactly. And that's the yeah. age of Aquarius. And mm. what it's great for is innovation and future oriented mm. kind of yes. projections into, yeah. oh, we can do it this way and let's plan this mm. and let's do it, shake it up. Mm. Mm-hmm. But what it's not good for is just being present. And that's why it's really necessary for us all as we enter this age mm. and we're taken out of our bodies in a way into like mm. devices that we're going to probably be wearing more and more. Yeah. Come into our body, into the moment, into what's real. What's really real, not yeah. the hyper reality of this. Yes. Kind of yeah, right? yeah. Um, but you said not presence, and I thought like, yeah, but we need to learn presence. This is what I'm actually teaching right now. You know, like after I done all the yoga and Ayurveda, this is coming through. Funny enough, right now, you know that the art of loving presence, as I kind of swapped my name into, and and now that you're saying that it makes sense to me sorry dear listener me 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 but <laughs> um and it's so difficult you know i'm just saying this because i also want to acknowledge at the same time while sitting here with gary who says all these things we both also know even we know you know and we give these kind of wisdoms into the world we know it's a practice and a practice is never perfect you cannot just step into that and then that's good. You know, like you, you wait for the 10 years until you can marry somebody or until you get success. It's, it's not about that waiting state. It kind of brings you deeper into the mind aspects of the future, as you're told, but to, to come back to, to the present moment um, is a practice that always needs to be practiced, even for those who are, you know, far ahead on the path, maybe what we call enlightened or awakened or, whatsoever it, it just and you have to have your nodes you know like your, your, your where you want to refer to and astrology is your piece of re-referring I think so what do you use yourself then Gary when you know as an astrologer of bringing you into presence what's part of that for you a practice as a practice um, it's it's the thing is if I call it a practice Mm. I've learned over the years that if I call it a practice and it's something I do, mm-hmm. then I don't do it enough. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Catch 22. It's like, oh, if I'm only meditating when I'm on the stool yeah. or if I'm only doing yoga when I'm on a yoga mat yeah. and I'm not doing it. Not, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But we got to start somewhere. We got to do the donkey. got to start work. somewhere. But because I started there and I realized that I was also, because that's again, the catch 22, I was re- doing that. And then when I wasn't doing that, I wasn't there. Mm. 
Yes. And I realized my, my practice had to be there as much as possible, even yes. in my in chaos, even when things were going wrong and I wasn't in the yoga class or yeah. on the meditation stool. Yeah. I had to make it part of, and yeah. I have been practicing that. Yeah. Like I've been practicing more so in the last few years, I've been practicing under breathing all the time, mm. slowing mm. my breath and pausing the breath. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that has and really and stretching that out, and that's mm. really brought me into a daily moment by moment practice. Yes, in in so many profound ways, I can't even describe really. But it's definitely mm. calmed me down. It's definitely brought me into the moment more. It's gave gave me that sense of stillness, and it's increased my fitness levels and all of that and all of those other side of it. Yes, perks, yeah. right, yeah. But it the, the kind of being present has been the best antidote for Rahu, for me. Yes. Yeah. We're talking cold plunging. I almost sense it, you know, from saying you Yeah, well, I always do that anyway. In my shower, I always have, well, I always start with a warm shower. Mm. I mean, I'm Vata. I yeah. need it. I need yeah. I'm cold. Yeah. But then I always put it for the last minute to cold. Yeah. Yeah. So beautiful. Thank you for bringing that because you're right, 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 right in my eyes, at least, you know, like the... The presence can only be practiced if your heart and your mind kind of want to do it. So if you're sitting there and ticking a box, and sometimes we do, you know, oh, I'm just going to sing my mantras, you know, like I do a lot of the singing right now. And then there's this switching point for me where it becomes really presence in my life, you know, where I can feel the connection. And then I think like, yeah, I'm not singing because... I need to sing my mantra. This is the least last practice I ever thought I'm going to do, but it's just because my brain and my heart rewire and they come into that deep desire that we talked or we're trying to <clears throat> catch initially, you know, the desire of my soul, what it does it want to express and how can it be liberated to this connection, this um, trust into something more. And I think that's what we're talking about, trying to come out of the fear part of our conversation um, here is that you you if you are a very rational person you know astrology can help you a little bit with that with all the nodes and all the explanation but there is an aspect that always needs to be added to um you know to, to survive healthily and sanely i think and that is the the practice of faith and the faith that is totally lived not a faith into something that is not manifesting but the faith in that we are guided that's why i brought up the free will earlier you know so maybe you want to add something towards the end you know, and, and kind of help that's yeah. actually probably a good point to to end with as well is that mm. you know you you believe that we're believe being the word uh we're heading into this age of aquarius where it mm. is kind of you know all tech and all advancement in many many ways and many good ways yeah. as well yeah. uh, but what could be lacking is faith yes. because you know the institutions of faith are crumbling and then well what do you replace that with i think what you just said mm. is simply being mm. in our life we don't yes. need the structures of the, the 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 churches and all of that and religions mm. but we do need to have faith mm. whether it's faith in just in ourselves or whatever or just being and I think that's the best antidote for this coming age. Yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thank you so much. I think that was your, I always ask for the last gift or a word, but I think you already said it there, you know, just keep doing your presence thing and whichever way it comes to you. Yeah. That's what this book is about. It's literally about the cycles in our life, but where we're at in that 
And if you can just settle into that and accept this is where I'm at, this is a season yeah. of my life and be yeah. in that fully instead of wanting to be somewhere else. That's a real settling. And, and or yeah. instead of doing what other people are telling you to do, which is not right for you. This is where you're at. This is who you are. This is perfect where you are. Couldn't uh, couldn't finish any better. So I'll leave it at that. And just to add, these two books are on my wish list, right? <laughs> They're going to go, go down into my wish list thing. Um, thank you, Gary, once again. That was so amazing to talk thanks, to Alex. you. Mm. Thanks, Alex. It's really been a pleasure. Yeah. And thanks, everybody, for listening in. And yeah, stay in touch. And we hope to see you, speak to you very soon again. Bye. Bye.